This episode of Check the Locks is brought to you by our friends at Audible. Audible is your one-stop shop for audio entertainment where you can always find the best of what you love or discover something new. That's right. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, from mysteries, thrillers, biographies, and of course, true crime. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title a month from their catalog to keep forever, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Audible members also get access to thousands of podcasts from popular favorites, exclusive new series, and this very podcast you're listening to now. Plus, the Audible app makes it easy to listen anytime, anywhere. While traveling, working out, walking the dog, doing chores, Audible makes listening anywhere easy. And best of all, Check the Locks listeners can try Audible for free for 30 days. So head over to audibletrial.com slash check the locks or click the link in the show notes to start enjoying Audible today. Warning, Check the Locks podcast is a true crime podcast and may contain graphic descriptions of violence, murder, sexual assault, and more. Check the Locks podcast is not appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome back to Check the Locks Presents True Crime for the short on time. As always, I'm John Connor. I'm Olivia Cornu. Saying thank you for joining us this week as we dive into yet another truly terrifying, bite-sized true crime case. Before we get started, as always, Olivia, it's wonderful to see you. How are you? How has your evening been? How you doing? It's going great. It's been a lovely evening with my bestie, John Connor. Still going on our marathon. We're still cranking out a couple episodes back to back. So we're going to have a night, late night hangout session. We haven't done one of these in a long time. I know. And I, you know, I know it's silly, but it's just every time we record every episode, I'm like, how you doing? How you been? You know? And I, even if we're recording like three or four episodes, I'm not going to stop doing it. So I'm getting a little sleepy. Still need <laughs> to pack my bag. <laughs> we got this. We got this episode in the bag. And this week, it is my week for our short on time episode. This is breaking news. And I also wanted to share, I put a poll up in our Patreon and asked, hey, here are two stories for short on time. You vote. Which one would you like to hear? And this one was our winner. So this is a listener chosen case. And I'm excited to cover it because anytime we put an episode up and let the patrons vote on it, I'm always like, okay, this is going to be a good one. So I don't know about you. I am short on time. I am guessing you're short on time because you got to get those bags packed. You got to get ready for your vacation. I know the listeners are like, we picked this one. Shut up. Get into the case. So what do you think? Should we just jump into it? Yeah. But before we get started, I feel like I should know about this case. Like just reading where we're going this week, like this should show up on my local news. So I'm interested to see if I've heard this. It is fairly recent. We're talking about like the end of last year, beginning of this year. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we are in technically when this episode comes out, we're in February, but this is very recent and it is in your neck of the woods. So I'm wondering if this rings any bells as we go through. Yeah. Well, why don't you just jump right in? Let's do it. For this week's short on time, we are headed to Gulfport, Mississippi. 
Police officers were called for a welfare check just before 6 p.m. on December 22, 2023. There had been a concern about a possible missing person, and when they arrived at the home in the 2200 block of 16th Avenue, they were greeted by 66-year-old Jerry Lynn Israel. Israel was the mother of John Allen Gaither, the person who had been reported missing. The police questioned Israel, and they would ultimately leave the residence. However, while continuing their investigation, authorities would return a few days later to follow up, and it was then that they began to notice that something wasn't right. Israel's story seemed to be inconsistent. It would change, and she suddenly became uncooperative. Because of this, investigators decided that they needed to dig a little deeper into her background, and it was then that Israel's troubled past came into focus. Authorities learned that the woman had previously murdered someone in 1993. At the time, she was living in Florida, and she had attempted to dump the body in several different locations. She was caught with the body of 44-year-old Christina Racy in the trunk of her car. A standoff occurred, but she was ultimately arrested. But Israel would skip out on bail and begin to live on the run. And in 1995, during a routine traffic stop, she would finally be taken into custody. At the time of the stop, she was driving with fake plates and presented a fraudulent ID to the arresting officer. Now, Israel would eventually be convicted of the killing. She pled guilty to manslaughter and was sentenced to 17 years. However, she was released in 2003 after serving only seven. Later, Israel would serve another year and a half on drug trafficking charges, but again, she would be released in October of 2017. Now, upon learning of this information, detectives knew that they had to take a closer look at the 66-year-old. And on January 18th, investigators and crime scene technicians executed a search warrant. But when they arrived, Israel did something shocking. The 66-year-old woman proceeded to take a large amount of pills, and she would be rushed to the hospital. Meanwhile, the search continued, and it was then that investigators made a gruesome discovery. In the home, behind a false wall, was a large military locker type of container, and inside the box were human remains. The body would later be identified as 42-year-old John Allen Gaither. Now, authorities have not yet revealed how long the body had been there, and upon her release from the hospital, Jerry Lynn Israel was transported to the Harrison County Jail. Because of her criminal history, she is currently being held without bond. Now, an autopsy has been scheduled for Israel's son, and we're waiting to hear the official cause of death, but we'll definitely need to come back with an update to this case. So that's this week's Short on Time, Olivia. What are you thinking? Where's your head at? Well, I'm just so shocked that she got out of prison the first time after killing somebody and putting their body in different locations. Like, that just blows my mind that she was able to get out of prison the first time. Yeah, I'm there with you because, you know, from what I could tell in the research, she was driving around trying to find different areas to dump this body, and that's when she got caught. So when they caught her, she hadn't actually dumped it. It was still in the trunk of her car. And then she ended up being in a standoff where she threatened to, like, take her own life. And eventually she was arrested, but then skipped bond and was living under an alias. So it's, you know, you would think she would get the full amount of time. I think part of it was that she ended up pleading down to manslaughter. So that's where she got the 17. I don't know if it was, like, good mm -hmm. behavior or... 
was up for parole or something like that. But it is crazy that it was such a small fraction of what she should have actually served for that original murder. And to think that she killed her own son and put him in the locker in the container in the house. Like that's just crazy to me. Yeah. Like I want to know number one, who has a false wall in their house, but number two, like what happened? Like what kind I mean, we've done episodes where, you know, mother and granddaughter kill grandma. You know what I mean? Like we've done episodes like that. So it's not that it doesn't happen, but I think there's always like a extra level of like, what the hell, where Mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, how can a mom kill her own son? You know, it just makes me, I want to know more. I want to know what transpired. Was there an argument? What was it about? Cause it feels like you don't just do that out of nowhere. And their neighbors were like, yeah, they were normal people. Like he would be out working on the car. She was real quiet, but you know, was friendly. So super weird. She's got this really dark background and then ends up murdering her own son. It's crazy. He could still be alive if she was still in prison for the first murder that she got charged with. Or the drug trafficking charges that she got charged with after that, you know? Right. Like there's just a lot of failed system flaws right here, I think, in this case. Yeah. And I also want to know if taking the handful of pills when the investigators and the search team arrived, if that was because like, hey, I felt guilty about what I did and I know I'm going to get caught. Or is it trying to set up some like type of defense? You know what I mean? Because it seems like this woman, she's a criminal. Like she knows her way up you know, through the system and things like that. So you don't know if it's like a genuine, I feel awful and I want to end my life or if it's, you know, if I do this and then they can show that I was in like a crazy state or something like that, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. I think we should definitely come back and update this once there's a few more details to go over. What do you think? Yeah, I'll keep a lookout on my local news too, in case it shows up, but we usually get, I mean, we have so many murders and things in New Orleans, so maybe... Maybe it's not high priority to hear about a murder in Gulfport on the news, but we usually talk about some of their stuff, but I'll keep an ear out for it. Yeah, definitely. Let me know if you hear anything. And if we're talking about deadbolt tests, right? Because listen, you've told me stories about your mom. Where does this fall on your deadbolt? Just kidding, Trish. Just kidding, mom. Very nice. But where does this fall on your deadbolt test? I think that this is a system failure. I think she is a monster, if I'm being honest with myself and all of our listeners. She has killed multiple people, including her son that she birthed. I'm not going to check my locks tonight. So on the case wise, I'm going to put it at a four. But if I'm talking about like a serial killer, some mental illness things going on here, it's an eight. Yeah, it's uh, I think I'm kind of there with you. Like it's a tough one. You know, and obviously it's like allegedly she killed her son, right? We don't know. Well, she, I mean, I feel like we know the other ones. It, it hasn't been proven, right? We do know that she's been convicted of killing someone else. Uh, I love my mom. We have a great relationship. Not worried about this happening to me. But, you know, again, the idea that I, I think this kind of ties into what we talk about a lot with like spouses, right? Like it's your mom. It's someone who's you know supposed to love you no matter what. And I think that's. Also, why I'm interested to know more because maybe this was something that he did see coming. Maybe that like, this was their kind of relationship. But am I going to check my locks any extra than I already do tonight? No, I'm going to I'm going to be with you. I'm going to put it at two. So yeah, nothing crazy. But I think again, you know, this is one of those ones low on the deadbolt test, but really high on like the interesting and what is going on here scale. You know? Yeah, agreed. So that is where we fall on the deadbolt test for this week's episode. Olivia's putting it at a three. I'm coming in at a two. But as always, we want to hear from the locksmiths. 
where does Jerry Lynn Israel allegedly murdering her son fall on your dead bull test? You can let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram at check the locks pod. Find us on Twitter at check the locks. And if you're not in our Facebook group, come hang out with us. We're at almost 800 members. We would love to get to know you and get to spend some time with you. And as always, if you like what we do, you want to financially support the podcast, you can do so by becoming a patron. Head over to patreon.com forward slash check the locks and get signed up today. We got a lot of different tiers, a lot of great benefits. You got exclusive stickers, t-shirts, coffee mugs, all sorts of things you can only get for being a patron. Plus, you get the episodes a little early, ad-free. So if you love check the locks, but you hate commercials, Patreon is the way to go. So again, you want to help us keep the lights on. You want to support what we do. That is patreon.com forward slash check the locks and get signed up today. And if you can't financially support the show, listen, we definitely understand just hanging out with us every week and sharing what we do with your friends and family means just as much, if not more. So if that is you, you are listening to the show, you're sending out those links, you're sharing what we do with the people who are important to you. Just know that we appreciate that more than we could ever tell you. Again, that's going to help us grow our community, bring in new listeners. And it's all about that grassroots approach, right? So If you're sharing what we do, just know we appreciate you so much. That is all that we have for this week's case, but please make sure that you are subscribed to Check the Locks on your favorite podcast app so that you never miss an episode. We will see you again next week with a brand new, truly terrifying, bite-sized true crime case. But until then, don't forget to Check the Locks. See you next week. Bye. Be nice to your mom. Yeah, for sure.